welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And this week, we return to our must-see horror feature. And the one that we've scratched off this week is The Day of the Triffids from 1962. It was uh, This was actually a, a, a Bobby's pick as well. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about what films we should cover. And the, the must-see horror poster that we've got is very kind of jumbled. You know, we often say this. It yeah. has all your classics on there. And then it, they just seem to throw in some random, you know, other ones that, that just don't feel like they fit, yeah, such yeah. as Death Race 2000, which we previously covered. Um, <laughs> and I always remember uh, my dad telling me about Day of the Triffids when I was young. Like, I'm not sure why. It's just sticks in my head so, you know, so clearly that he just one day told me about a movie where people were, you know, blinded by a meteor and then plants ate them. And I saw it and I was like, fuck it, let's watch Day of the Triffids. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was I an think, interesting Yeah, I, I think, because um, my my dad used to have the, the book and the audio book and also he had um, a, a, v, a VHS of uh, oh, okay. Day of the Triffids. And I think I remembered him saying about how good it was, but I'm pretty certain it was... And this might be the same one for your dad. I I feel like it was the eighties TV version that they really loved because it's when they it would have been like their peak time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it, that would have been more their like peak, like when they were like well younger than even that's kind of thing that they were. Yeah, like, oh, that is the day of the Triffids. It could have been the original this original one, but I feel like it might be more of the classic the eighties one, which. Many people say the BBC made TV miniseries that many yeah. people say is uh, a very good adaptation. Uh, whereas I, I could imagine maybe because <laughs> you right. get like a lot of these films that were you know originally like fifties or sixties sci-fi films that were remade in the seventies and eighties. So you had the yeah. Blob, and then you've got um, Invasion of the, of the Body Snatchers, War of the Worlds, um, yeah. obviously Day of the Triffids. And then there was stuff like uh, The Thing, you know, The Fly. So it was kind of like, you know, I had like another boom or resurgence. So maybe that's the one that they were on about. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we watched... There's, there's several was, iterations of all of those, isn't there? Like the, these yeah. creature features have come around and around several times. I mean, it is again, there's a Day of the Triffids in the work right now, like a either a TV series or, or a a mini or a, a movie that's in the works right now um it was made they had a 2009 one with do gray scott and brian cox and yeah uh, uh, yeah which also i think was fairly like liked but a bit too much they tried too hard with like cgi of 2009 to make it for a good tv series or something like that but uh, no one else has ever made another movie of this, though. There's only ever been TV series since then. So, um... well, it's kind of it is a bit of a. I could see why because it is also kind of a bit of like a strangely globe trotting, or maybe not quite globe, but European trotting uh, yeah. film. And it's like it, I could imagine it probably working better as a TV series because there were moments that it. it just seem to jump around, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll kind of get into it, but as always, you know, uh, if you if you listen to the show and you forgot to, just remember to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a lovely review as the meteor shower uh, begins. And it's um, <laughs> it opens up with that kind of like classic '60s, you know, orchestral soundtrack that you get in, you know, sci-fi movies of this time. And then you get, like, a voiceover as well, which is always that kind of, like, old-timey, like, it was January in 1962. Yeah, the narrator. Meteor shower. Yeah, you know. And and I kind of love that. And they always, yeah, they always kind of show something off as if it's like, it's like when... Like sometimes in the old, the very old like Disney ones, they used to like show a storybook at the beginning, and it would have this nice. And it's like we're starting a story, whereas in yeah. this one, it has like it's in like the botanical gardens, and it's showing off real plants and re- like as if it's like real footage, and then it shows off 
the triffid as if it's just now an everyday normal like plant as if it comes this normal plant and then it's like now is if we will begin the day of the triffids. yeah <laughs> like a little introduction that they have don't they yeah and we get the you know we get the um we get we, we get like who's probably one of my favorite characters who is like the security guard in the botanical gardens but we'll kind of get to him a, a little bit when we get there um <laughs> yeah because you get like it, i think it opens up with some really kind of cool of its time effects of the meteorite shower, you know. The oh yeah, I love that. Coming to Earth and then kind of imploding in the atmosphere, uh, and they're just—it's kind of like these flashes, isn't it? But yeah, these it looks I, really quite cool. It does, yeah. I, I like the way it's—it's it's one of those things, obviously, because they don't quite have the technology to do those things. They kind yeah. of just have to show it in more subtle ways. But I actually think like the use of lights like really effective in these older films. Like, yeah, I I sometimes think some of these watching some of the way that they kind of do it in this like subtle way kind of makes me reflect on like more modern day films and that need to like show every detail. Like, yeah, and uh, you know I feel like this kind of leaves some of the mystery to what's happening. You're not quite sure if it's them coming down or if it's them being changed you know what i mean like it's kind of yeah. it's a little bit more open to interpretation whereas in a modern, yeah whereas in a more modern film you'd probably have like we're literally seeing the meteorites flying through space and then you know it, it, it like bursts yeah. down and then you see it exploding and like you see so it hit the ground and cause a huge like explosion and if it's michael bay or something like that it would be several more explosions yeah for that reason. <laughs> but yeah. um but I kind of like the subtlety of just the little, the little flashes, the little boom, 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 boom in the background. Yeah, and then you know, it, it kind of, I think it moves quite, quite briskly because we get, you know, we get like the meteorite shower, and then we're introduced to the main character who I did, I didn't, I never got any of the names of the characters. Uh, I think it's Bill, now. Bill Masson, Mason, Bill Masson, Bill Mason, Mason. Yeah, um, who. And I fucking like part of when I love watching back films from you know the sixties and from like to periods where things are just so now so different now. I yeah. love that this guy is in hospital with like you know bandages over his eyes and he's just smoking a cigarette in bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me always think like imagine if you went to like a hospital ward now and everybody was just smoking cigarettes. Yeah, it's just I fucking yeah. love that. Yeah, just walking in and you've got everyone or everyone's just got a full-on vape just going, like, in the middle of everyone's the Everyone's vaping. What? Lead line paint, you know, lead painting on the walls. Everybody's just, like, taking experimental drugs. Yeah, I, I, and I also, of these times, and it, it, obviously it still happens today as well, but of the time, of course, the main lead man in a story that was more of a British story anyway has to be an American in London. It has to be an American male lead in the surrounded by these British (laughs) Yeah, of course. And he's got he's got a real hairy chest and you know this is like before it came into this is like back in the day when being handsome was just basically being like the equivalent of working on like a building site. You know, or just being like like a little bit maybe like chubby, but you're real like hair just hairy, you know, you're not muscly. You're not ripped. You're just like an average guy, you know. And you yeah, work in yeah. the and you work in the merchant navy or something like that. And it's just like, ah, this is our hero. Yeah, and yeah. how will he know that he's in the merchant navy? Well, he'll say it as his first, like one of his first lines, and he'll wear a captain's hat for the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I do. Like, I love it. It's like that dashing hero, except at the same time, it's like you can never quite tell whether they're like in really good shape or they're actually like f- like fat yeah just put in a really tight top or something like that. <laughs> yeah and if they they just like can't run 100 meters you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, it, it's it was fun it was a good opening and it, there's a lot of moments like that throughout the film where it just catches me and it's like you know you're watching like a product of its time and it's it's it just makes you laugh man yeah I mean, uh, uh, both the, the, the novel and kind of the opening within this film, that whole, you know, the man in bed has been reused in so many different horrors and films like yeah. um, like tw- Danny Boyle for 28 Days Later was inspired by the Day of the Triffids for yeah. the opening, the amazing opening in 28 Days Later. Um, and, and other ones, you know, like The Walking Dead has a very similar kind of one, like, yeah. the, TV, like the first, you know, in the really the good first couple of seasons. Um, and it like it works 
it's so it's so it's so effective that like whole you know the guy that's separated has no idea what's happened when they kind of yeah. come out with something because it kind of makes that real like fish out of water kind of moment. It kind of allows the audience to feel like they're discovering stuff with the main character. Yeah. Um, Keeps them in the dark, doesn't it? And then you also have like, um, more so in the case of, you know, Day of the Triffids, it's kind of, it's something that happens like quickly and overnight. So it's almost like, just like random circumstance that he isn't, you know, in the same situation as them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he'd have had his operation like a week before or a couple of days before, he'd be taking the the blindfold off. And it's like a global event, you know. Everybody's watching this, like, really rare meteor shower. And he's just like, oh. He's even like, can't I take them off and just have a quick look? Yeah. It's a a weird one because it's a real... um... Uh, I forgot about the the blind part because I have seen or uh, like or read the day of the Triffids a very very long time ago and I've completely forgot the whole blind part of the yeah. blinds the people and stuff like that. Although to be fair, in this film, it is very inconsistent the explanation as to why some people are blind because it was like everyone's watching it, so anyone who was watching it was blind. But then at the same time, it's also like people that were underground. Or people that were, you know, um, weren't actually or inside buildings at the time when they said it happened, yeah. they're blind. And it's like, it's like there's there's one when he's out of hospital, like he goes into the bank and, and the guy's like the guy's like blind, like as if he was like he was like it just suddenly everyone just went blind. It's like it's like a lot of you people yeah. are saying you were inside at the time it happened though. So then how how were you watching the meter? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean so there's a lot. Like, yeah, there's a lot it's like, that, did it just happen or did it not happen? Like, it's a bit, it's a bit of an odd one, but um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, I, I, I do think that whole him, him being like stuck out there is a, is a really interesting, is an interesting way to open at any horror film. Um, and I, I think, I think, the only difference here is that normally when that happens, you normally see most of it from the point of view of from one character for quite a while. Yeah. So everything's discovered. Whereas the one thing that deviates here, and I know in the novel, you're only really finding things out from his perspective. Yeah. But here. Um, it's a, like, it's a case of, we also then also meet other characters at the same time, like side by side. Cause that's when the lighthouse part comes into it. And the lighthouse part for me just felt so like, disconnected from the whole story it yeah. really felt like it was i i don't know if that's in the it's in the book i know my dad's read the book i haven't no um, it's not and it uh, felt so disconnected you know yeah. it's just like this random guy and uh his, you know his like this his researcher wife, for like yeah. marine biologist researcher and his his wife, but also she seems to be somewhat of a scientist, some, some something of a scientist. No, no it's the sixties. She can't be a scientist. Yeah, she you can't know, be a scientist. Well, she, she's his assistant. She's his assistant. Um, you know, she's his assistant who has sex with him. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all that. That's all that they I were mean, allowed to do in the sixties. So, and so um, this this wasn't this wasn't in the original film or the original script. This whole part of the film. The yeah. lighthouse part was not part of the original script at all. It's not in the original book. Um, they made this film, and by the time they'd filmed the content that they had, they only had 57 minutes of usable footage. Yeah. So they, they had to go and reshoot and add something to add, basically flesh out the film. So they decided to add in this whole subplot of the lighthouse and this whole subplot of like how they're going to find out how to stop the Triffids, which again is not something in the original book. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's a good like, thirty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah good it, thirty-five minutes, man. You know, yeah, of just all, all shoehorned in there, trapped in. Um, yeah. So like everything with Bill Mason is like the main film, and then they realised that oh shit, we had to. So they ended up having to go back and reshoot and add in this whole <laughs> sequence just for that reason. It's kind of yeah. amazing, like it's kind of mad that that's the case. But like I've not heard of it where, where they basically like ed- started editing and went, "We haven't gone a film, like, yeah, we haven't made a long <laughs> enough film. Like you, you haven't even hit the hour mark. Like we could have gone for like a seventy-minute film, but you haven't even hit that. You've got yeah, you're just honest. shy of a fucking. I think, I think yeah. they said the, yeah, the the cut ended up coming in like fifty-seven minutes long, and they were like, "That's not long enough for a film." <laughs> <laughs> to be released in the cinema, so you need to go back and add something. So they had to go back and reshoot that whole part. Um, I mean, 
there are some good, you know, especially kind of in the in the opening parts. There are the, the the main bit that I'm thinking of is when he is walking through London, you know, uh, and yeah. he's he's saying that he wants to get back to his ship, and he's going through London, and everybody is just kind of like stumbling around blind. Although I I, I get this this thing of like if it happened overnight, right? So the meteor shower, you're watching it, and then. Did you, then you go to bed and then you yeah. wake up and you're blind. Everybody's dressed like they're, yeah, they're going w- to that... work and stuff. Yeah. Which makes me think, like, did everybody wake up and be like, oh, I'm completely fine? And then it happened. Or was it like, I, do, I, I don't think that, that a, was a why I was like, like, how did like the guy in the bank in there said it was happening? But I was like, so wait, so <coughs> it happened at night, but. You guys are acting as if it just suddenly happened, like it was happening outside, and suddenly you've gone blind. Yeah, like some of them were acting more like it, like it's it, they've just all gone blind, and the meteorite only just happened. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it, it just, it's very confusing. It's not very well thought out at all. It's it's like you're not going to get up and leave your house. Like it should be pretty much almost completely empty because everyone's just yeah. Like and then it's like people that were on a whole train. That, yeah, like, the people that were on a train and they're all like, so you gotta assume that maybe it it, it took effect later. Like, yeah, it, it's not. So that's how people are just like suddenly they were like, but yeah, there is mention of people waking up blind. So it's like, okay, what? <laughs> it's weird. And speaking of the the train, you know, the train scene where there's like, I don't know if it's if it's a crash or if it just comes to a stop and then everybody's clambering off and stumbling around and we find you know. um we find the 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 orphan. Um, I Susan. can't remember. Susan. There you go. Um, we find the orphan, and he's you know she's like, oh, I was stowed away in the carriage. I didn't see it. And then there's like a blind guy who's like grabs her and he's like, Come with me. Like yeah. you're you're gonna be my eyes. You're my eyes goes, from now you're on. You're my eyes. Yeah. And he just abducts this kid. And then this <laughs> like, um, what's his name? Is it Bill? Yeah, Bill. Bill is like. What are you doing with that kid there? <laughs> and then he's just like, he just abducts the kid. The kid's yeah. like, oh, I don't have an or- I'm an orphan. I don't have anywhere to go. He's like, that's fine. Come with me. Come with me. Shit. Yeah. I'll just take you off. Yeah. I'll just take you off. And then they, nobody ever speaks about it again. No, and it's, it's like, it's such, I don't know if it feels like very of its time where they're just like, he's your everyman. He's not a diddler. You can yeah. trust him. He's fine. <laughs> Don't think about it at all. Don't put too much thought into this man taking this orphan away. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's such a it's a weird scenario off. to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's fine, kid. I'll protect you. I'll just take you off. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I'm a navy man. You can trust me. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can trust me. I'm a navy man. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it, but it's there, like... are, there are loads of like really kind of odd like. Um, um, you've got like the doctor, who, the when the doctor tells Bill about yeah. like, the everything that's happened, and he's like this, like he's like, telling him like, oh, these strange effects are happening and things like that. We don't quite know what to do, and, and then he sends him off to the other room, and then the doctor just jumps through the window. And there's not really any like reasoning for it. Like he, he in fact, the doctor's kind of talking about how people are going to have to like go to get through this, and, and the doctor's just yeah. like. He's just like, there's no real reason like you're you're going to be blind, but I'll help you. But fuck me, I'm blind. I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm off. I'm done, mate. I'm I'm out. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm blind. Fuck this. Like, it it just seems it's like out of nowhere. It's just like the doctor's dead. <laughs> I thought he got because I looked away for like a split second, you know, because I'm like writing notes on my phone. So I I you know I jotted something down, and then when I heard the smashing glass, and then I looked and Bill like looked at the window, and I was like. Maybe he was grabbed by a, you know, he was triffid, yoked yeah. by a triffid. But the, you know, the streaming service I was using can be a re- really finicky with rewinding and stuff. So I was just like, I've just got to assume that that's what happened, yeah. which would would made sense because I'm yeah. sure after this they start talking about the triffids, goblin people, because there's the the uh, the the security guard Rip who gets gobbled up. And yeah, in the uh, the Royal Botanical Gardens yeah. in London. Yeah, he gets the um, yeah he gets like that slice across the face. So this is our first yeah. proper. This is our first proper death. Yeah, you get that. You get that. Like he sees it coming towards him, 
and and the Triffid's been given, you know, um, I was kind of forgetting, it had almost like arachnid-like form in some of these early scenes, like the darker scenes, because it kind yeah. of looks like it's got like a kind of exoskeleton to it, almost a little bit, almost like scorpion-like or something like that. It's got like a little bit of a, that kind of to its body kind of thing. And when um, it's like crawling on the floor, yeah, it looks more like that. Because there's a there's actually a really quite a, a cool shot where um he's 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 sat there peeling his two boiled eggs that he's having <laughs> for his late lunch, and you see the Triffid like sliding along the ground behind him. And it's a really cool shot. And in that scene, I was like, Yeah, the Triffids don't look like just like plants, you know, they kind of have like a bit more of like a animalistic form to them. And yeah. then when it attacks him, it does like gobble him up. You can see it's got like a, it, it's got like a clear mouth, and it's got like a kind of like it. It almost has like a a face, for lack of a better word. You know, it kind of has a head. Yeah, inside it has, of it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I I really liked the I, I liked the look of it and the odd kind yeah. of and there's almost there was almost like an odd like redness in this kind of green blackness that you could kind of see. In these in these scenes when it's very hidden, I really liked it. Um, it, it it is a bit later on when we just sort of start to really see them that they kind yeah. of lose. It really starts to lose an effect later. But during like this bit, like I like the whole vine. I I like like the fact that he kind of get like slashed before he gets like pulled in. Yeah, it's kind of a it, it works really nice. It's, it is it is really cool. But um, yeah, it, it's just weird, you know. I, it's weird having all of the the blind people go around with this one guy and taking a child and like all of these scenes are very like all I kept thinking was I don't know why it went into my head this naval officer go around it's just like what we didn't know is that he's actually a giant diddler and he just goes around, <laughs> molest, just yeah. goes around molesting all these blind people. <laughs> he's just taking yeah he's just taking that he's like this has worked out perfectly for me. I don't I also, have to serve in the navy anymore. I also love that the that because they've got the siren like the war sirens going off and the announcements going over, yeah. and he's like, um, he was like, try to stay in one place, you will injure yourself, and don't, uh, don't try to start fires. <laughs> like <laughs> I just loved that whole don't try to start fire. Like if you don't try to do things, you may start a fire. And I was just like, who the hell's, who the hell's blind? And then goes their first thought is. I must make fire. <laughs> yeah, I must make well. fire. In a city, I'm, it's I'm, so I'm, dark. I can't see. Yeah. Maybe if I t- maybe, maybe if I help. make fire, oh, I'm freezing. I and I can't figure. I can't figure out how to turn the heating on. I must set my curtains yeah. on fire. Just someone it, just so setting weird. themselves like they're setting their hair on fire because they just keep lighting matches in front of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody. This will help me see. Somebody who went blind as they were carrying a little candle around in the night, and they're like, "Oh no, now I just have to run around with this candle." <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Because I don't yeah. think like societal collapse would happen quite that quickly, you know. No, It'd be terrifying. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it would happen quite like that. Because I, I, I'm sure it feels like when they decide to like leave the train station. Um, they're driving through and there's like fires in London. And I was thinking like, where did all these fires come from? Like, yeah. ele- I, I imagine electrics will be fine. It's just eyes. And people will probably be like, I'm not just going to start a fire. I'm yeah. just going to start like tinkering. With stuff. Around, yeah. yeah. People tripping over and crashing around or just literally like burning places down. They're like, I must <laughs> yeah. burn it. I will be able to see it if I can burn it down. Yeah. If I, the, yeah. the fire will give my vision back. Yeah, but no, like I mean, like those fire seeds, like one definitely though, like at least this opening, it's inconsistent in its plotting, but at least it's it's quite a cool opening. It's a cool setup for a for a film like a yeah. sci-fi horror. Um, and I, like I just mentioned before, a lot of those scenes of the empty London, I think they're just really cool. These landscapes that have been practically like yeah. Not see like not all CGI. Like there's a lot of landscapes where they've just cleared them out and they've cleared out certain areas and they haven't had to CGI it. It's just these actual like yeah. found these. I do think it's really cool getting to see these different parts and the parts around London and stuff like just empty and just seeing like nothing there and um yeah. But this is when it it, it so quickly goes into like 
oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna start to leave. We're just gonna start to head off. Like he takes that girl. Oh, and there there was a a scene that acts that made me laugh. Uh, and it, it, it don't think obviously not on purpose, but the girl this the bit when the girl is drinking from a water fountain. I just thought was the just she's there. <laughs> she's there like trying to drink from this water fountain and it's like barely pumping anything out and he keeps asking her like questions while she's trying to take a drink and it keeps going from like huge spout to low spout and you can see it wasn't <laughs> working for the actress yeah and she's just there like what the fuck is happening like <laughs> trying to get a drink and it's like barely coming and she's not actually taking a drink and she's still just stood there but he keeps asking her questions in the middle of her trying to drink <laughs> and i don't know why but it was just such an unusual like i was like why why did you decide to do it like this it's oh. so bizarre and then and that's the same scene when Rip dog, where when the dog that's barking gets like attacked oh, by tripping that. and yeah. you can't see it, like you yeah. just see it get like attacked, like it's just lying dead on the ground, like you you assume it's been hit or attacked or something by the triffid that's nearby. Yeah, although I thought the triffid would have just gobbled it whole. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. Know, but they're just like it, I think it's just something to react to. Like, oh my god, it's a d- dead dog. That dead we dog. Need to get out there. That dog could be me next time. You know. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, it was a. There was another scene that kind of made me like crease up, and it was when it was the. Uh, it was in the plane, like oh yeah. Then for some reason, there was just like it's a terrifying situation, right? And it it as a, you know, as like a, an idea, it would be terrifying, but there was just something that was just so like calm about it, and it was just yeah. so weird that they were all just like flying there, and. They were just everybody was just blind, and I don't know why. I just found like I I'm trying to explain why it's funny, and it's like <laughs> not funny at all. But I was just watching it like creasing, and I was thinking like, why did they put this in? Like totally, yeah. it feels like really similar to something that you'd see in like a two Ronnie sketch, you know, where it's like yeah. both the pilots are blind, and yeah, it's, and it's just felt I so mean, weird. Yeah, I was gonna say the the chaoticness of the train scene before gave you the idea of like the panic and the things like yeah. that you know and that there yes there are people on transport and the the plane scene although trying to have another kind of oh my god people screaming and chaotic uh it kind of felt like it had already been established like we get the point yeah we get it, it and i get it to be people like... like falling on each other's laps like what what who's on my yeah. lap and I get it's to be like these guys have, you know, accepted their fate, right? Yeah. You know, and they're trying to keep the, they've kept people calm, being like, oh no, the pilots are fine. And the pilots like tell everybody we're going to land. And you're like, yeah, he's just going to fucking go into the side of a mountain. Yeah, you know? just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I always wanted to do this, boys. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know why. It just felt so out of place because I'm sure it's like, you, you know, we, it it doesn't feel like it's an establishing shot, you know. We get the we we follow through in London, um, yeah. and we get the the story of the lighthouse. And in between that, you know, um, you see them dealing with other people, but you always have like you know Bill in the scene basically when you're finding out about other people. So to just randomly cut away, yeah, to a I, I do feel with like no it, other characters. I know? do feel like anything that it doesn't involve Bill is where they've added the extra stuff in to be like, we just need some padding here. Yeah. We just need some extra stuff. Cause as I said, like bit like he's kind of the main character and it is his point of view, like in the book and the story and stuff like that. So I feel like anything else, they've just been like, Oh, we need, we're not bringing the actor back in to redo stuff. So we've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to pad it with some other scenes to kind of add on to it. So let let's show the panic from the skies or something like that kind of thing. Yeah, because at first I I because I think that was a point when I looked away and then and then this scene was happening and I was like, I was like, oh shit, are they on that plane? I was like, did I miss something? Did they just get on? Yeah, like and I was like, oh, so this has nothing to do with the hero's story kind of thing. This has none of that to do with it. A little cutaway, you know? Yeah, and it does just have those really random parts like that, like with our the whole lighthouse sequence and you know you gotta love also you gotta love that the, the fact um in that that other pointless lighthouse sequence that the uh researcher is just such an asshole straight away oh yeah like they don't try to make him like a nice guy you're literally there like 
ah, you're gonna you're gonna die, right? You're definitely gonna die. Yeah, you're such an asshole straight away. Like, what is it about like all of the heroes from like the forties to kind of sixties era? They all really had like a, it's maybe it's because of the haircut at the time, but they all had that like same haircut, that same kind of like chiseled, slightly bronzed kind of look about them. Of course, sunkissed, you know. And they all had that kind of hint of like, I'm charming, but I'll beat you if you get out of line. <laughs> that was the vibe, wasn't it? Yeah. That's, that's what the vibe was, you know. That was mo- in most like hero ones. If you look at sort of like, you know, Gone with the Wind or even like Casablanca or something like that, there's just that little hint of, I'm charming. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> but if you go but against ba- me, I'll, I will I'll beat you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like, and they're all like, they're all just like alcoholics. Like they're all they're always like. There's yeah, always a bourbon. Maybe a, a scotch doll. Yeah. yeah, they're always just drinking bourbon. You know, and one of that guy's first lines is like, "I want to get off of this goddamn rock so I can get a bottle of Jack." And he's just like <laughs> drinking it, you know. And it's and you have a point. Like they're all they're all just like that. Even like you know, Bill has that vibe. You know, of just like kind of handsome, but kind of does look like you know, your granddad in that weird yeah. way of like, just very, yeah. I mean, I, I, I will admit, so although, you know, we've talked a lot about inconsistencies, for the most part, I, I was enjoying the opening of this. It it was the point when they started to travel across, like, I didn't understand the reasoning really, like for them going to France, because all I heard was it mentioned about there being, oh, it, it, but in France, there's there'll be millions of blind people. That was the line I kind of heard. And then they were kind of like, so we're going to France. It's like, I was a bit confused. I was like, why? There's, yeah. there's millions of blind people here. <laughs> why why but, are you going to France? <laughs> well, it's something to do with his ship, isn't it? He's like, there's like a, you know, yeah, it's like a, a US army base. And he's like, ah, oh, the Americans will fix it, you know? Yeah, of course. They and we, we saved <laughs> your ass in World War II, you know? <laughs> which was only 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you know? And it's yeah. like, yeah, they. that's what I mean. It's just like, he's just randomly like, oh, this, I, we're going to France now. This is the point when I started to, minutes. I did, I, I do think I somewhat lost track of what the hell was going on at a certain point here. I think I lost track of why we're going to certain places. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's, you know, um, it's, it's not quite a, as I've mentioned before, but this isn't really quite a true adaptation of the book. A lot of people say this isn't a good adaptation at all of the book because it kind yeah. of mainly just uses the bits it wants to use and then just like fuck the rest. It, it like it is much more in the vein of like a, a creature feature sci-fi kind of film. Like it's those surviving sci-fi events kind of yeah. moment to moment. Like I do forget it has some good set pieces and it's like set and showing off, but um some of them work less and one of the parts that really kind of that comes up soon is when he's with the you know the the lady in the i can't i heard that I've... Much, i can't remember the lady in like the the manor you know and that kind of thing and like yeah there's, there's a christine set... we'll call her i think yeah christine th- is. there's a set piece when they go outside where he goes outside with um i don't know if he's meant to be one of someone that works with her or if he's meant to be his her husband or I really couldn't get the d- dynamic of who was who in this like relationship, but they go out and they see the Triffids moving along uh, like, yeah. out of the country. And I got to be honest, that is one of the shots that definitely kind of ruined the, the Triffids as a scary thing because it, they just didn't look right out in the daylight. Yeah. They when you get them obscured. Yeah. The, like the first one in the, in the, uh, botanical gardens looks good obscured in the darkness yeah um the one where the, the when they're leaving london and the car you know gets in the mud and you kind of see it obscured and you see shots of it it looks yeah. quite good but when you have like a bunch of them it just kind of looks like like loads of pine trees you know, well it just looks put... like because they're moving along like you can see them like as if they're watching i don't know like antelope running along in the yeah. wild from a distance but instead <laughs> this looks like this looks like several several things on like top of a little like little stumps on top of what looks like little remote control cars or so they're being like moved <laughs> yeah. along in the grass and it's like they're bumping along and you're just looking at them going you've just like it doesn't look like moving vines like it did before it doesn't look like this slimy or spiky kind of yeah creature. 
it now just looks like some weird thing that's just moving along in the background. And they're like, oh my God, we need to get out of We're going to yeah. have to move. Oh, they're getting closer. And then the reason that I thought was really funny is that it, the, is that little old man, you know, because there was like another like 1950s, 1960s character, which was like the elderly gentleman, you know, he's like, he's, he's a bit effeminate. He's, yeah. you know, he's like older. He's quite, he's really like short and thin. He's, he's definitely not gay because obviously like that's <laughs> no, that doesn't, that didn't exist until, you know, the eighties or the nineties. Um, he's just, you know, a, a wealthy old man who never found love, you know, that kind of thing. Never had, <laughs> ne- never had any in- interest in love. Yes. And then he's just like, they go out to look and they see like the, they see the Triffids. And then he just like, I don't know if he got like attacked by them or I'm not sure what happened because I don't think they, they got attacked by them. The next thing I know, that dude, like the little elderly gentleman, he's just like dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's running away. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, I like, think he dies. Body down. I think he, I, I think he like gets hurt and then he puts them on his shoulder and then you hear something as if they've like fired something at them. Yeah. As if someone gets shot and then suddenly Bill just like is like, Oh, he feels different. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, and, just, and he's just like got him in like a fireman's carry. And he's just like, oh, this little effeminine man. And then he just yeah. like puts him down on the ground and just leaves him. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, fuck, you're dead. All right. <laughs> like, I, I was like, this character's been in it for like 10 minutes. And yeah. He's just, that... just turned up and died. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do I do really think that there's a bureau. I think I think it was explained in the thing that basically the only reason these French sequences are even there because again I don't think that it's within the book. I think the only reason they're in there is because the 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 main lady that's there, a French actress, basically they just want to cast a, that French a- actress in this film yeah. because they thought she's popular at the time. So they were just like, ah, stick her in the film. It's like, she has stick nothing to in. do with the plot. Ah, well then make it, make the plot yeah. around her. Well, why we can move it to the city. You know, we can move it to, uh, we can move the, the plot to France. Why? Why yeah. not? You know? and, and, and this secret, it does have, it does have one interesting set piece, but it, it does really dip the film down this bit. I, I, yeah. I, I find it really like, you know, over to France, you know, I could, not a huge reason why the one set piece that stands out is the, inv- um, like the invasion of the plants when the convicts take over. Oh, and they're all dancing. Yeah, <laughs> the convicts come in, and it, it's interesting because yeah, like this is this is one of those, but this is one of the ones few scenes that kind of actually embraces somewhat bleakness of the actual original story. It's quite a bleak story. Yeah, this is one of the few bits that actually you know you've got these convicts that have come in you know when he gets back and i think that's after old man died he's come back yeah like, what's going on man. here and it's like it's like oh here they are and they're, and they're literally like they've got all the women and they're drinking all the booze and they're putting stuff into bags but they're also implying like they're holding the women down and like kissing them. yeah like, there's a there's a real rape aspect because they take the younger french girl and one of them's like dragging her up the stairs like i'm gonna i'm taking yeah, you kind of thing I'm taking you and it's quite yeah. hard because to this point, this has been a fairly kind of like not too like over the top, nothing that bad. But this scene kind of suddenly makes it go, oh shit, that's actually for the time. This one's, a yeah. little, this is suddenly a little bit more risky of a Yeah, movie. we're like embracing a, the dark side of man, you know? Yeah. Like, Which is good. Would probably like, happen. I think that's the, the, the sad part of this adaptation is for the most part, it doesn't. The original, like the original story, was based on like basically the invasions during World War Two was the inspiration of the idea. Okay, of, you know when when bombings were going on in the skies and stuff like that, and you know what if basically the whole city was like, what if your friends were dead the next day, or what if they kind of inspired the idea of these like weird events? Yeah, these things invading that you can't control in the way that people are changing and the way that people aren't like controlling. So that bleakness is all over the story. So then when you come to this film, it's like, for the most part, it's really not bleak at all. No. And it doesn't, it doesn't have any themes of uh, like power. It doesn't really have many themes of the powerlessness or just that you have to just survive no matter what you're just trying to survive. Um, That's not really here. This is one of the few scenes I think that actually is like, okay, like I think this is the scene. So when this was released, um, this was rated in, an X for this film. Like X is the highest yeah. rating you could get at the time. Now I understand it's the sixties, but even in the sixties, you'd already had a lot of like Hitchcock films 
Uh, but yeah, it's very you know, extreme. You know, they're quite, they had a lot more violence and things like that. So this was quite a high rating. I think it must be the, the signs of like, you know, the yeah, the like rape and stuff like that in this yeah. scene that gives it because there's not really any other scenes apart from the fact that we're almost certain that researcher at some point is going to beat that woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a, I mean, there's always you know that kind of simmering threat of violence around there, <laughs> but that's in it, any any film of the era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's in any film. Yeah, that's part of the romance. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the violence in it is very you know kind of fantasy-esque like when when the triffids invade the party you know they just they smash through the windows and the walls but we don't see any blood we see gunfire we see you know as they say like terror you know we see people yeah. panicked and scared we do we see that fucking frenchman get hooked which is class yeah. um and then we we even get you know one of the 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 researcher on the island you know fends off a Triffid with a, a classic spear, which is like a, a fun little scene, but it's all, you know, it's yeah. all kind of like fantasy. Yeah. There's no bloodshed. So it must be like the under, you know, the undertones and the, and the implication. Yeah. Uh, the implication. It's all about yeah. that. <laughs> it's all about the, the implication. Yeah. I mean, that, that scene when they are invading, that is a, it is a cool scene. Um, you know, when they're crashing through the windows into the house, you know, um, it is one of the 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 coolest set pieces in the film. It's definitely one of the better scenes in the film, all including the implication stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, to add that kind of that bleakness that comes with it. I mean, this is then pretty much like followed. Like once they've they've cleared out, they've all of those convicts have been taken, and they kind of they run off and they rush off to get away. You know, it it all happens very. The next part happens really quickly when they go to the new, another house, another yeah. set of people. With Spain, another country. Yeah, yeah, a different country, but it all seems like it just goes like there. Like It, it feels like we don't... It, I didn't feel like we spent very long at all with the, this Spanish family before it was like the Triffids are all around the house. <laughs> no, and it's literally like they go to France, like you said, for some reason, and then the convicts invade the house, and then the Triffids invade the house, and as they're driving away... It's almost like, well, I'm done with France, you know, yeah. let's get out of town. And then it's just like, oh, now we're in Spain. Spain. And some has, we've gone to this another US army base in Spain, which is now deserted. So we're going to go and we just find this guy and his pregnant wife, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's why these people, why they end up in certain places starts to become a little bit like, is it just connections that you know? But it's just like searching around. It's not really like, it's not quite the, you know, driven of yeah. like, oh no, I need to get across, you know, because my family are over there or like I, I need to get over to my family to see if they're okay in this country or this side. Or, yeah. There's none of that kind of thing. It, it kind of just seems like he's just moving around to people that he is somewhat an acquaintance of or or the or the French lady then is an acquaintance of or you know what I mean they're just they're yeah. just randomly moving. This guy's got no plan. He's like dragged this child off. <laughs> yeah he's he has, he has no he has no plan. It seems like he has no real plan of what it is they're gonna do to survive this really. Like, yeah it seems like he's taken her to worse places than if they just stayed. <laughs> yeah, she just stayed. Then you know, I mean, oh, maybe being maybe easy. being a blind man's eyes would have been better for her. <laughs> yeah, better than being fucking traipsed around Europe. Yeah, because yeah, they're just you know they go here and then for some reason it's like we're just gonna we just, oh yeah yeah we yeah you can stay with us don't worry oh yeah I'm pregnant oh well, that's fine mate we'll help you give birth it's fine. Yeah, and then the triffids surround them, and it's like a lot of the, the times, you know. I get that they they have a bit where he's saying, "Well, we heard on the radio that you know the base has been evacuated, and they've got to pick people up from this port," and that's yeah. effectively where you get like the plot points from. I still don't know why they went all the way to to France, you know. Apart from maybe there being a base there that yeah. was then in ruins, but I don't know why they went into a castle. In France, I was gonna know? say he's not in the in the in the story original book. He's not a he's not a naval captain or, a, or any yeah. of these things. He is a he is literally like a plant specialist of part. That's he's why, John Everyman. That's why yeah. he's involved in this kind of plot in the story. This is why he has a role. 
here he seems to not so much have a role apart from abducting small children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his role. He heard or, women and children. Yeah. Or, or allowing other people to die for him. <laughs> yeah. Rick, uh, the little lad. The, I mean, uh, the, the thought that went through my head, skipping to the, I think we'll just skip to the, the, the electric fence. Yeah. Let's just do that. Them surrounding the house, invading around, you know, you got that classic kind of like like you'd think of like your zombie horde or things like that. All of the yeah. triffids, these like thousands of triffids that are literally like all around the house. And I gotta be honest, all I could think in my head was like I I I, I was wondering whether anyone was like high as fuck while watching this film because I feel like they'd have a proper bad fucking trip on this. The figures to surround it, them. It literally looks like—I mean, it literally looks like as if the it looks like like weed, literally like marijuana plants yeah. surrounded the house. <laughs> like it's like as if if you were if you were smoking something, you'd start imagining your weed was turning on you. <laughs> well, there, surely that's got to be where um, the the joke came from in uh, uh, Scary Movie Two. What you the, know, whole, the plant? Yeah, smoking the plant. They smoking the plant. Surely it's got to be the triffids, you know. Like I mean, I, as soon as I saw them, I was like, "Oh, that's that's." It's like they they start looking more and more like they're either marijuana or I've seen, I saw some people online saying they basically look like a giant asparagus, like yeah, after yeah. revenge. <laughs> like it, they just it's so like and also the other weird the really the, to add on top of this weed metaphor is the fact that they make this sound that sounds kind of like a bong. It's like bubbling, like they have this yeah. kind of bubbling, oh. like like that kind of like it, it sounds yeah. like someone's. So I just think if you were high as hell watching that bit, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. my weed's turned guy, on me. Like, maybe uh, the guy who made it's really high. They're you know? coming for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> this paranoid nightmare that you'll be having. Um, yeah, you get them all surrounded and, and they start to get like, um, they, they go for, uh, like, it's an exciting scene because, you know, it, it's like that it's all it's all quite practical and it's it's always quite fun seeing like a practical scene where they've actually like burnt because yeah it's actual practically like they're just burning the shit out of these <laughs> just burning them yeah they've made they've made them and then now they're just gonna burn them all to hell just destroy maybe, them maybe that's why a lot of these ones do not look as good a quality as the ones earlier in yeah. the film because they they're like well them. we're about to burn all these so we're not we're not spending all our budget making like a hundred of these the fucking class, yeah, yeah, just so that we can burn the shit out of them. Um, yeah, it's quite it's 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 quite a it's quite a cool scene seeing him burn the hell out of all of that. Um, but it, it this is this is the odd part where it starts to lead to some very like very quick ending points and very quick like oh, yeah. oh we wrap this up we need to come up with an excuse we need to come up with a reason. You know they've been burnt, and and I did like the fact that you could see the triffids started to move again after they've been burnt. They were like stunned, yeah. but they actually, the burnt ones started to move again, and I, I quite liked that. Um, but this whole like, I mean, leading them off with a like the whole Pied Piper. Oh, we can yeah. lead them away with the ice cream van music. They're attracted to sound. Yeah, that's the idea, isn't it? You know. It, it just is ice cream truck. <laughs> we is, have. This is this is side by side with the lighthouse. Yeah, what I believe is a change that I think that they changed the original ending. I I do wonder whether they embraced more of that bleak kind of maybe in the in the original like uh, in the original story it's much more of a bleak like survival kind of like twenty eight days later kind of like they're alive yeah. but they've just got to keep on living kind of thing they're like on the isle of white they've got to live they've just got to try and survive and hope that one day they'll be able to like take revenge or win over yeah. or, um whereas i feel like by adding this lighthouse bit they decide to add oh no you know what we should do we should come up with a reason of how we can destroy them how do we beat the triffids yeah which is when we get this whole sequence of the researcher and his partner being chased through the lighthouse as they're all attacking and coming in and you yeah. know, they're all coming up the stairs. And, and again, on some of these shots, the Triffids look a little bit better because they're not yeah, always in They do in the smaller enclosed ones. Yeah. yeah. You know, when it's not, you know, hundreds and it's maybe like seven or eight, maybe 10 surrounding them. It's kind of, it feels like it's that trolls two thing, isn't it? Where they're like, Oh, we've got, you know, a bunch of masks that we can make that look decent. And then, oh, we need like 40 goblins. Yeah, just make them look 
dog shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is, um, I, I do think though, like it's something that kind of is, is poorer for this film. Yeah. Is the fact that they have to like suddenly, and we'll talk about like, like the, 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 re, the what they do in a second, but like having to have the hero, like a poor excuse to make the hero save the day is like yeah. the classic, like lazy, like, when the creature features were just a little bit more like sometimes it was good because it was one that you could destroy, but in this case it was like a worldwide thing, so that it, they needed something to come up with. But it's also the fact that you know, like I said, c- compared to the novel being a bleaker ending, or if I compare it to like something we've watched recently, The Birds, you know, yes, it had survival, suspenseful set pieces, action set pieces, but also allowed for an ending with like a a, a hint or sense of bleakness. Because yeah. although they're getting away, the birds are still there. They're still all around. Like, they're still in constant present, aren't they? You know, and and at being of a similar era of you know to this film, it's just the fact that you know, you know, they can't solve the problem, or even like Night of the Living Dead. Like there is yeah. no like clear that they've put a bandage on it, or they've just got away from it. But you know that they haven't actually stopped it. They're just trying to prevent it. Whereas. <laughs> The problem here is the fact that they feel like they have to give a reason for like, oh no, this will destroy them all. This is yeah, how we're going to stop them. Like, and it's just you know, it, it's it's either this the studio balked at the idea, or the director, or whoever just didn't have the balls to go. You know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna end it on a yeah. It's not it's not all neatly wrapped up. You know what I mean? And I think that's why they added the lighthouse as well to also be like. Uh, we can't be that bleak. We can't just have them just getting away like they were going to. And I think that's also why it has that terrible, right at the ending, it has this shot where they've added Bill and Susan in a bit where it doesn't quite look like they're actually fully there, but all the people are like walking up the steps towards like a church as if, ah, we live on to go to church another day. (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't see after the the whole, you know, this is how we're going to stop them part. Yeah, we don't see Bill or Susan's part again because I think that last shot where you see them driving away was going to be kind of like a bird's kind of. That's it. They got away, but that's it. Like there's no more. They're, they survived yeah. the day, but yeah, who knows? You know, and yeah. that that really it really works for films like this, especially when you establish like a global threat or something that's you know that's happening to everybody, just yeah. to then be like, nah, saltwater, mate. You know. Yeah. That's and that whole the salt water. I mean, it's just you know, it not only is it pointless, but you know, and it has a salt, and it has a feel. It has some cool bits here where you know he's spraying them, and you're seeing them start yeah. to melt from the salt water. Although I gotta be honest, the sign made no freaking sense to me. The sign, like we know for the, we know in a second for the Triffids, the salt water is going to be highly corrosive, but the sign yeah. already says sea water highly corrosive for the pump kind of thing. And I'm sure if you're pumping it at a high speed at someone, yes, it is corrosive, but <laughs> yeah, it was still just like, the skin off. I was, it was just like, yeah, seawater, highly corrosive, like big sign next to his head. Like, ah, I wonder if this, <laughs> this will work. This will work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and it does. It just wraps up like so quickly, you know, he sprays them. He starts spraying them with that. You get, um, you know, and she's just stood there like shrieking. The same Joe, the spear fight is like, well, it's the 1960s. The woman's not going to do anything apart from have like one hand over her head, her mouth, and it's scream just... as loud as she can. And it's like a scream that just goes through you, you know? Um, yeah, proper shriek. And then, shriek. proper shriek. And then, you know, Bill's got to drive off in the fucking ice cream van and they've got to <laughs> follow him. And then he, I love the bit where like, um, Susan and uh, the little girl or th- whoever makes it to the to the submarine and they get on and they're like, oh no, we're going to leave in like two minutes unless we see him. And Bill's like climbing over all of these rocks and stuff. And then there's just <laughs> like some lads in a dinghy <laughs> and he just like jumps in with them. Yeah. <laughs> so out of place, you know? Yeah, it, it, it just, yeah, it's such, it's such a rush to get that. It's such a I don't know, the whole seawater thing, you know, it's something that was done again, I guess, in what uh, M. Night Shyamalan did it in science, yeah. where it's like water. Uh, there's water all over the planet, so that will get rid of them. It's just like, in these like situations, you kind of just have to have 
the people you're following have managed to live through or not live through. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's your option in like a mass global, you know, and that's where some of them fall down. Like, you know, War of the Worlds and some of the other ones, I mean, War of the Worlds is slightly different because it had the whole, <clears throat> it has a similar kind of excuse, the whole bacteria finally yeah. got to them, the diseases. That one's a little bit more clever, I think, the idea that, you know, actually diseases in bacteria that you're not used to in a way you could see how that could affect kind of yeah, thing potentially, yeah. you know could affect you know so that whole war of the world's kind of one you know it, do, it, it does kind of work for that in the long kind of grand scheme and but that also works because for the most part you mainly only see in the original story of war of the worlds that it's managed to they've managed to survive their events and yeah it says that the bacteria took over it's kind of what was wrong with, say, the, the Tom Cruise big movie is the fact that he had to be there to start to see them decomposing and start to break down. They couldn't just be like, you've survived, you've got to safety. And then they find out like a month later that the aliens or a week a week later yeah. that the aliens are starting to die. No, the problem with that is it had to be right. And Tom Cruise had to be part of the reason why it's like, look at that alien. Look, it's not Watch right. Die. Shoot that one. You know what I mean? Like. That's that's a little bit of the problem of like the the original story is much more subtle in the way that it's like the aliens started to die because they yeah. later found out that the you know it doesn't have to be right in your face but this is one that's like right in your face it's like right everyone grab your water pumps and let's start <laughs> getting these bastard treffins down you know? yeah just so weird shooting them in the streets with salt water and like... <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere man I like you said unless you can get a satisfying ending to wrap it up you should the safest thing is just to go for the you know the ambiguity like yeah you the characters survive that evening or they survive that but then what happens i think that's why the, the end of the birds is so masterfully done because yeah. you ex, you part of you expects them to you know to fix everything and to have the voiceover of like well it turns out that the birds didn't quite like corn and they <laughs> eat corn and die you know because it's always like that however <laughs> The, the rice. That shot. Yeah, the rice. Throw rice everywhere. <laughs> they, they ate rice instead and they died. And then the, the shot of them driving as all the birds are watching them leave, you're like, yeah. they're fucked, man. Yeah, Everyone's it's like, it's like, like going off, it's like that classic off into the sunset, but with a dark kind of yeah. undertone. Like that. That's ma- that's where like this kind of one's masterfully done. And, th- and this is where, sadly, this one is not. Like this one is a... This is a film that is such a choppy mess of like you can feel the way that they've cut stuff in, stuff feels out of place. It doesn't feel like they really fought it through, you know what I mean? Which no. is sad because it has what is deemed a very strong science fiction like novel to base off of. And yeah. They've kind of just Yeah, they've kind of just mastered it. It has some it has some really good like set pieces, but you know it's just so different. The overall t- tone, you know, like I said before, goes away from any of that bleakness, that war, inspiration, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and it, it just, it just kind of feels like it's just, it's just, it's just lacking. Like it, it doesn't quite know yeah. where it's going. It doesn't know where to go. Like someone was just making scenes up as they went along. <laughs> like, yeah, these parts it feels very parts. disjointed. And, and, you know, and I think even one thing to mention is the fact that, you know, I think in the even in the original story, the Triffids are there, but like any good story of these kind, it's not about the Triffids, it's about the bleakness of humanity and the way humanity yeah. turns. Like any classic, any good zombie film is not actually about the zombies, it's normally about the way that humans turn yeah. and change against each other. That's why yeah. like George A. Romero's, you know, Dawn of the Dead and Trilogy and stuff like that. Yeah, zombies are fine, but the zombies are actually the subplot to the human stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, the human problems that happen. Like the humans are the ones that cause the real problem half the time. And that's kind of what occurs here. Like they, they've they completely like squashed all of that idea of, no, no, humans are fantastic. We're great. Yeah, you know, humans are fine. <laughs> you know, we, we are great. You know, it has to be these alien monsters that are the problem. It can't possibly be us. And maybe we'll throw a little bit of that, but most of that needs to go away. And, you know, if you try to talk back to me, I'll punch you. I'll hit you. Yeah, I'll, punch, <laughs> yeah, I'll punch you. You know, the West is the best. And it's an invasion by Russians, you know. And yeah. that's that's just how it is. Nobody yeah. else is bad. It's it's just the Russians. They're the invaders, you know. And that's I, kind of I, how it feels. I, I think 
it takes uh, like a, a classic novel, but it, it it's created it in a much more of a a B movie kind of style. But sadly, it's just it's just not fought out. It's it's not quite as fun as a standard creature feature B movie, no. and it's not it's not as cleverly fought out enough to feel like a classic sci fi like story. So yeah, it's just it's, it's very it's, disjointed. Yeah, it's it's neither all. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I kind of agree with that, you know. It, it's not, it's not quite as as campy or as B movie as it probably should have leaned towards. Um, but then, like you're saying, if if they've got to leave out a lot of the bleakness and a lot of that kind of subtext from the from the novel, then they probably should go maybe a bit more fun with it. Instead, it's quite disjointed. At times, it's quite like meandering because we get periods of time like where we don't really get any triffids, we don't really get any action, and instead we just get, like, characters in a situation talking about, like, nothing really, you know? It just seems like they're constantly like, okay, let's go to the next space, and then there's no real kind of time for any character development or or kind of anything like that. A lot of the characters, I think, are kind of vaguely, you know, memorable. You don't... There's none of them that stick out as kind of classic sci-fi, you know, heroes. No. Um, well, they're that not... leads us to the question. You know? Yeah. Well, they're of... not, um, they're not like just uh, the, the character just for one or set the, um, they're just, they're not very well fleshed out characters. Like, although Bill Mason's there, we don't really feel like we learn anything about him. Susan's no. like a little blank slate of anything. And and those in the lighthouse, the ones that are meant to be a couple, as I said, they're already like terribly like the dude. Just all we get is that he's an asshole. And yeah, it's just generally it's just a lot of the dialogue, and so it's not where like I forgot to mention earlier. This it ha- also has a, such a terrible, terrible line in it with the in the lighthouse when the researcher when they first go to go up the stairs, he says, "Stay behind. There's no point in getting killed by a plant." That that's the line. Stay behind. <laughs> There's no point in getting killed by a plant. Like, yes. what does that add to anything? That, like, she knows what's there. The woman knows what's around her. I was <laughs> just like, I was just like, that is just the worst bit of writing. Ever. Like, it's have, not great, is it? To have that kind of a line, like, it's like point out the obvious, the most obvious thing, like as if yeah. the audience doesn't already know that there are killer plants around. Let's make it very clear. <laughs> Yeah, it's woman. It, stay it's behind like, me. Yeah, and I get. You don't want to get killed by a plant. I'm planning to kill you later. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill you later after many years of you know unsuccessful marriage. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the big question, as you were mentioning, the big question. So, is it a must-see horror? I mean, it's very clear that to me, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I could I could see the argument of why they would put it on the poster, you know, because it's, it, when you know, it is a, a known as a very, you know, classic sci-fi, especially, you know, the the story, you know, the novel that it's, it's taken from is a very, you know, famous and well-received and, you know, quite, uh, it has, has a certain cult icon and quite cult status to it. Yeah. So I can understand, like, a film on it being quite good and maybe maybe we got it wrong and maybe it is like the 80s one where they you know they went a bit more for it and they you know the effects were better and they focused more on the bleakness and the actual story of it but the 1962 version no it just it feels like massively disjointed a bit of a slog at times um i thought the opening was good um the first act was was good and then after that it just kind of plodded along and, and got a bit boring you know yeah yeah i i i agree it is it's definitely not it's not a messy horror and the, the my main reason my main criteria in criteria in my brain is the fact that i can just think of so many other horror horrors or sci-fis of the same era that yeah are just better made and and they are and the, the, they have as many good set pieces as this one. This one has some good, but they're kind of held back by the fact that in many scenes, the Triffids are kind of hard to show and kind of hard to yeah. Um And just generally, it's the fact the plot, you know, you know, if we're talking about the birds, the original blob, or yeah. um, 
even the original War of the Worlds. I haven't seen that one in a long time, but I remember it holding up better than this. Um, you know, they're all much better plotted, much better laid out films, you know. Um, yeah. And they don't just throw aside all of the kind of the subtext and, you know, the messaging that came from the original source material. Um, or they're just more fun, you know, and just that. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like this one is neither there here. And I'd say you can, you, you know, quite often we'll say, oh, you've got to watch it though, because it's just a classic. You know, it is and sometimes it's a classic because it's old, but I don't think this one falls in that criteria. I think it's a case no. of I could point out several films that you could should see of that era that will show you how good films from the forties, fifties and sixties can be when people yeah. are like, nah, nah, they're all they're all out day, they look terrible. No, there are several that are just as high quality, like the birds, as films we make today. But this one is not one of them. It's just not it's not a well made film, it's a structurally all over the place. It has poor characters and and generally, you know, apart from some good, a few good set pieces, the train, you know, the opening in London, you know, the the attack of with the convicts, those are some standout scenes, yeah. But it's just not enough to make an overall good film, and it's definitely a, a not a messy horror. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've you know, I guess that's it. We've taken the the seawater to the Triffids, and we've, we've freed the scourge from the planet. You know. Um, and as always, if you've enjoyed the show, you know, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a lovely review. Uh, come and let us know your thoughts on Day of the Triffids, whether we've, you know, offended you by saying it's not musty horror and tearing, tearing it a new one in a way. We were we were all right to it. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH podcast. Uh, and we will see you next week for another thrilling episode. Take care. Bye bye.